Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. Chuck Bryant, how are you doing, man? Uh, I am well. That sounded very unsure. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Is it? Is it? Chuck and I are recording on a Monday. Jerry's forcing us to. Um, usually we record on Fridays. It's the last thing we do in the week, which is why we're so chipper and up and right. drunk. And um, you know, this is a this is shift. It's different. Yeah, it's like a funeral. It's harsh on <laughs> our buzz. Plus, it's kind of um, cloudy out, and the the weather. I know. Affects me. I have a sad seasonal affective disorder. Do you really? Yeah, a little bit. Like diagnosed? No, no. Self-diagnosed? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you also self-medicating? Uh, no. Okay. I'm not into that. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, Chuck. Um, all right, well, I have a question for you. Fire away. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you have one of those little plastic shavers, little razors? Yes. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you use it or did you just leave it around? Yeah, I remember getting into my dad's uh, shave cream and uh, playing around like I had facial hair. Mm-hmm. Me too. Right. And now we do have facial hair. Like I know. It's men. kind of like um, when I was a kid, I, I when I was like seven, mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was mow the lawn, right? Yeah. More than anything else. Oh, yeah. And then come eight, I um, I actually got to mow the lawn. And the first three times were heaven. Right. Then after that, I was like, you are such a chump. Yeah. Same thing with shaving. It was, it was like really exciting. Oh, and yeah. now it's... Things just get kind of mundane after you do them a, a number of times, huh? Yeah, I was pretty late to the uh, a late bloomer to the facial hair too. So Were you? later on in high school, like my friend uh, Jim that you've met, yes, he uh, is of Arabic descent, and he, Jim literally had a mustache when he was <laughs> in like the eighth grade. Yeah, it was one of those thin ones, uh-huh. and uh, he was he's a drummer in a band, and so he had the little like the mullet and the mustache. Yeah, I knew I knew a kid like that too. Uh, his name was Ron. He uh, was of Polish descent. And he actually, his voice was deep in the yeah. third grade, and mm-hmm. his stash started coming around a little a little after that. Yeah, I, I developed a little later. I'm still developing. Are you? Yeah. Your voice is still changing, isn't it? It is. They're very nice, Chuck. Sexy. Um, have you ever wondered, though, why, how about this first segue? Have you ever wondered, Chuck, why humans even have body hair? I hadn't until... I read this article and then it kind of occurred to me. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Why do we have hair? Actually, this this isn't the this isn't the first time I've thought of this. Really? Yeah. Did you think that when you were a little kid? No, anthropology student. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't down with anthropology. All right. Remember how we were just talking about um, uh, shaving the face? Mm-hmm. Did you know that you or I will probably spend about a month out of our lives uh, shaving? I'll probably average. spend less than that, but yeah, I'm below average. I shave about I once too. a week. I shave once a week, too. God, we are made for each other, aren't I we? I know. Wow. All right, well, let's get to this, all right? Yes, humans why, have hair. Why, these, why, why does your hair grow, the hair on your head, uh, grow longer than the hair on your arms? Chuck Bryant. <laughs> well, I, before we go there, Josh, we need to understand <laughs> a little bit about hair. Can we go there? Uh what happens is when you're talking hair growth, you have cells inside the hair follicles. They divide and they multiply. Right. And then space fills up inside the follicle and it pushes older cells out. Right. Because hair is actually yeah. just like the protein keratin mm-hmm. and dead cells. Yep. Right. That's that have gross. hardened. Right. Yeah. That sounds kind of gnarly when you, it is. you put it like that. Did you know like something like 98% of all dust is dead skin cells? Ooh, really? Uh-huh. Ugh. It's like uh, bed bugs. 
not to get off on another tangent, but all that stuff grosses me out. Sure. Never bring a black light into a hotel room. That's all I have to say. Right. So uh, as space fills up, uh, it pushes the older cells out, like I was saying, and those cells harden and exit the follicle and forms a hair shaft. Right. Which you said is mostly dead tissue and keratin, correct? Right. Yes. So that's basically what's going on. But it happens in spurts. It rests yeah. and it uh, active and resting phases. So the, the active phase, the growth phase, is called the antigen phase. Yes, sir. And then there's the telogen phase, and those are resting phases. And uh, strangely enough, these the your different parts of your body go through different phases at different times. Right, which is what you're talking about with the arm and the head. Right. So your arm hair has uh, much longer telogen or resting phases mm-hmm. than your hair head, or your head hair. Head hair. Yes. <laughs> Which I usually just call hair, which is why this is going to be a really confusing podcast. I know, because there's different types of hair on different parts of your body. So Yeah, let's let's caveat that right now. If we just say hair, we're talking about the head, the scalp. Okay. Okay? Sure. Everything else is facial hair, arm hair, you right. know, there's a qualifier. But let's go ahead and get the different types of hair out of the way. Let's do it. Uh, what you have in the womb um, are little tiny hairs called uh, lanugo. That's, that's how I pronounced it, too. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, then after you're born, uh, babies grow vellus, which is fine, unpigmented hair it's across like pe- your body. It's like peach fuzz. Yeah. That's what which I got. Is, yeah, little babies' heads are all soft. It's, it's They're nice. so cute. They are. Um, and then you hit puberty, uh, most of us, and the vellus <laughs> hairs uh, give way to terminal hairs, and they're a little more coarse, and that's what you find underneath your armpits and around your genital area. Or on my back on and your shoulders. Back, sure. You have seen a hairy back? Holy cow. Really? Yeah. I've never seen you with your shirt off. I'm like a class four or Robin Williams level of hairy. Wow. I'm not quite there. It's up there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not that bad. I have the creepers that come around the collar, but uh, Emily um, waxes me from time to time. Does she? Yeah. My brother-in-law is shaved by my sister down to where the uh, collar of his undershirt comes, Uh and if you ever see him with his, his shirt off, it's like hair, no hair. Yeah. It's really hilarious. It's like the redneck tan. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's nice. So then back to the hair that we all <laughs> think about, the hair on the scalp, uh, the thicker hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, that's also terminal hair, which is the same as um, what a lot of people call pubic hair. Yes. It's actually the same type of hair. You might not think so, but it is. It's terminal. Okay. So and then uh, a, a different kind of hair, and this is distribution, not the type of hair, uh, is androgenic. Yes. And that's like your facial hair, your chest hair, your uh, arm hair, mm-hmm. and it's usually stimulated by um, the hormone testosterone. Right. So and, there you have it. And then you add all that up together, Josh, and you get about 5 million individual hairs for a, a, an average adult. Which is strange because that's about the same density as a chimpanzee. Did you know that? I did, and this is where it gets a little more interesting. I'll get all that yes, science thank, stuff. Thank God. <laughs> get all those terms out of the way. Um now we're talking about chimps, and this is something that I did not know until I read this. Uh, we actually don't have uh, m- fewer hairs than a chimpanzee. It's the size of the hair, actually. They're, yeah, they're shorter and less coarse. Yeah. So amazing? we have about the same number of hair follicles, or at least the same density of them as a chimp. Yeah, I bet no one would answer that unless they knew. No, but would, we could. Well, sure. We should totally go to Triv tonight. And now the dozens of people who listen to our podcast can know that, too. Exactly. Um, but we also, uh, on the chimps, we also share the same, uh, hairless parts, which is, uh, lips, palms, and soles of the feet. No hair. My, I have hair on my palms. <laughs> well, 
I'm not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> hey Um So, Josh, <laughs> do we need to talk about some theories? Yeah. this is. I like this. This is why I've thought about this before, because we were taught this kind of stuff in anthropology, okay, so anthropology class. You're, you're the whiz. Okay. So, my favorite theory, this is the one that makes the most sense to me, is that we started losing our hair when we became bipeds. Right. I if like you look one. at um, most primates... Uh, they they have a tendency to walk on their knuckles as well as their their feet. Mm-hmm. And that's how they move qu- most quickly. Right, which would require you have a lot of hair on your back because then that whole area is exposed to the sun. Exactly. The whole point of hair. Well, actually, there's two points, right? Mm-hmm. One is to uh, regulate body heat. Right. To keep keep your body warm. Sure. And the other is to protect from uh, UV radiation from the sun. Yep. Okay. Pretty cool. So once we started walking upright. We needed hair on our head, mm-hmm. some on our shoulders, maybe a little on our back, some on the chest, uh, and then you know everything else is uh, kind of sexual, right? Absolutely. Uh, I think about one third of our bodies are exposed to sunlight mm-hmm. once we started walking uh, upright. Right. So that's the one that makes most sense to me. But that's pretty far from the uh, the only uh, theories. What else you got? Well, there was another one I thought was kind of cool. That um, one theory was that early man was a water dwelling ape. Mm-hmm. So since they're in the water, uh, you know, you don't need hair in the water. You don't see a lot of hairy fish. No, nor hippopotami or rhinos or right. anything Elephants. like that. Elephants. Uh, yes. It's been a lot of time. They're, the and they're water. all mammals. They have very uh, mm-hmm. sparse hair growth, right, because they're in the water a lot. Absolutely. They so don't. I kind of like that one. Yeah, that one makes sense. The other one that makes sense to me is that about 1.7 million years ago, we went from a uh, basically a forest-dwelling species to kind of moving more out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. And since we're in the forest, we would not be exposed to the sun as much, and it'd be cooler because we're out of the sun, so we would need more hair right. to keep our, our body temperatures higher, right? Right. Once we move out into the open savanna, we don't need the hair anymore. Why did we move out there? Was that when we started developing Probably weapons food. and We stuff? always move f- for food. Okay. It's figured- usually food when is, yeah. is the basis of migration. That's where all the good meat was. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, is if we lose our hair and we're now exposed to the sun, Chuck, mm-hmm. we still need to protect ourselves from UV rays, but we need to use a method that doesn't keep us hot, right? Sure. Enter skin pigment. Okay, this is news to me. Okay, so actually, they have there. There was this researcher in uh, 2000, Dr. Rosalind Harding at uh-huh. Oxford, and she went back and traced the um, evolution of the MC1R gene. Uh-huh. This is the gene that produces uh, either a dark pigment or a, a lighter reddish pigment, okay. depending on where we live in our exposure to the sun. Right. The closer you live to the equator, the darker uh, pigmented you're going to be okay. because it protects skin from uh, sun cancer right. or uh, skin cancer, that kind of thing. Right? Sun cancer, I like that. Sun cancer, it's the worst <laughs> kind. Um so Professor Harding, or Dr. Harding, I'm sorry, uh, traced the mutations on this gene uh, as they're found in African populations, which, strangely enough, there are no mutations, or I'm sorry, there's no variation uh-huh. among Africans of this gene. Okay. And if you go and you look at Asians, you look at uh, people of Nordic descent, mm-hmm. Native Americans, they all we all have the MC1R gene. But th- there's variations on it. In Africans, it doesn't matter where you go on the African continent, it's, you find the same exact gene with the same exact mutations. Interesting. And that's the birthplace of humanity. Yes. Many believe. Sure. So, myself. Which I was also surprised. We apparently only um, exited Africa within the last like 50,000 years. Really? I thought it was way further back than that. 
But I read an article in the New York Times that said different. Wow, and they know. Sure. Um, so anyway, uh, Dr. Harding traced the, the evolution of this gene through mutations back to about the last time it swept through the African population. Uh. And she found that that was about 1.2 million years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the point of this is that when this gene, when this mutation would have swept through, uh-huh. thus darkening everyone's pigment, right. um, we would have needed it then. So for at least the last 1.2 million years, Dr. Harding posits that we've been hairless. Gotcha. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all makes sense. <laughs> it does. I love it when it comes together like this. It all makes sense. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I also like biological and anthropological uh, abnormalities that don't add up. I know you do. Let's hear about it. Well, no, I don't have... Well, are you talking about the hairy guys? The very hairy guys, yeah. That actually wasn't a setup, but I'll take it. Um, we are talking about hypertrichosis. Okay. Which um, some people might have seen. Uh, they call, they're called the wolf people. Yeah, I don't know if they call themselves that. Well... They may not, but okay. that's, that's what they're called in the research I've done. All right. Uh, Victor, Larry, and Gabriel Danny Ramos Gomez are in a family of 19 that span five wait, generations. Wait, wait, what? That's their name. No, no, no. A family of what? A family of 19. Holy cow. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's 19 over five generations. Well, there is bound to be some genetic mutations in a family of 19. Absolutely. So uh, they all suffer from that rare condition. It's called generalized or congenital generalized hypertrichosis in their case. And basically what that means is a lot of body hair. We're yeah. talking 98% of their body is covered yeah. in hair. Uh, I, I was looking at that picture that you have, and you can basically see their eyes. Uh, yeah, and around the lips. Oh, yes, and around the lips. They look kind of like they're wearing hairy ski masks. Yeah. Yeah. And good. is that their one of their little siblings? It, no, it says it's one of their fans. Oh, okay. They're taking a picture with one of their fans. Very cool. And there's also a man in China uh, named Yu uh, Xinhuan, and his claim to fame, he has the same thing. He's called the hairiest man in China. And hair covers 96% of his body, and he is trying to become a singer, apparently, and make it big as a singer, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I think the uh, the Gomez brothers have him beat big time. Well, by 2%. Yeah. Not much. And um, and you was actually uh, made his entertainment debut at the age of six in a movie called A Hairy Child's Adventure. So early on, he, was, he felt like he was exploited somewhat. And <laughs> I'm he, sure. And he was ashamed. But he's learned to live with it and now um, kind of embraces it, which is kind of cool. A Hairy Child's Adventure. I'm looking that one up. Yeah. I'll bet it's riveting. So that is hypertrichosis in a nutshell. Um you know, there's a lot more. Maybe we should do a full podcast on this. It's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. But they, you know, shaving, plucking, uh, electrolysis, and laser removal. There are different cosmetic things you can do to uh, to help that out. You know, um, I also uh, did a tad bit of research on that, and mm-hmm. um, it, you can. There's an acquired version. There's genetic version. Right. There's an acquired version and through malnutrition. That. Yeah. You can you can develop this. Well, so your starvation diet. You better watch out, buddy. That explains the hair on the back. <laughs> yeah. Is it sprouting more and more lately? Yeah, it is. And it's getting kind of Billy Goat-esque. Ooh. Yeah. I had a pet goat. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. That's yeah, good stuff. How is its hair? Uh, good growth pattern? Yeah, of course. Goats are really great pets, actually. Yeah. Very affectionate. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, um, they can cause some serious allergies, though. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you do now. So here's to you, Nestor, my goat. <laughs> hey, Nestor. Thanks for listening. Uh, you want to do one last thing? Sure. Okay, so uh, what's the deal with growing hair and armpit hair? I mean, they, these places aren't exposed to the sun any longer. Right. If they are, it's at like Camp Sunshine, 
nudist resort. Right. Uh, you tell me. Camp Sunshine is actually a camp for uh, kids with cancer, so I doubt that's not a nudist resort. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, there's the another one. Word. <laughs> the, you're thinking of the uh, that Camp one. Sunburst. There's, there's, no, this, this, it's Camp Sunshine in upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. It's it's funded by the same people, strangely enough. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, no, the, uh, the, the, the theory, no, I guess hypothesis. Right, not a theory yet. Uh, would be, or behind why we have groin hair and armpit hair is because these places are, um, where we emit the most, yes, see, do you see where I'm demonstrating? <laughs> yeah. Right here, Chuck, look uh-huh. down here. Um, these are where we, we produce the most pheromones. Right. And the hypothesis is that the hair acts as kind of like an amplifier for these pheromones. Because it traps in, uh, the smells? Mine does. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What a grisly topic. It uh, really <laughs> Kristen Conger wrote this, right? Yeah. Our colleague. Way to go, Conger. Uh, if you want to read it, you can type in, Why Do Humans Have Body Hair? in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Um, okay. So we did that. All right. So that's Why Do Humans Have Body Hair, right, Chuck? Because mm-hmm. okay. we need it. Yeah, I guess. Although, you know, if we ever make it back into the water, prepare to go bald. Right. And it's funny. Hair, human head hair is become one of the more uh, distinct features that, you know, people have hairdos, and it's it's not, it's a very cosmetic, uh, cosmetic thing. Yeah. You know, it's not just, I mean, it's there for our, to protect our head. So, but it's also to look cool. Yeah, that's what sure. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Get a mohawk, maybe? Sure. Okay, well, let's, let's plug something, Chuck. You. You, you plug. Oh, okay. I'll plug. <laughs> um, so let's plug the blogs. Okay. Chuck and I have a blog called Stuff You Should Know, appropriately enough. And we just post about all sorts of cool stuff. Chuck does a uh, podcast goodness uh, roundup every Friday, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, we post each once a day, every day during the week. And you can find it on the right rail on the homepage of HowStuffWorks.com. Yes. And there's our blog plug. Perfect. Which means... It's your mail time. Josh, today I'm just going to call this the Great Australian Toad Wart Correction Cast. Okay. We missed quite a few things on this one. I'm not ashamed to admit. That happens occasionally, and it happened this time. So here we go with corrections for the uh, Do Toads Calls Warts. I Uh, see that part of it's been redacted. Right, because someone was wrong. They wrote in and said that uh, toads were not in Perth. But I went back and listened, and you said that they were heading toward Perth. Yeah. And I sent the guy a link to an article that verified that they are indeed heading toward Perth uh. and are going to make it there. So beyond that one, uh, Josh, at one point you said there are no predators that have figured out how to eat the cane toad uh-huh. because of the toxins on its back. Okay. And apparently uh, an Australian woman wrote in and said that crows have learned how to flip them over and attack the belly. Yeah. Of the cane toad. I'll bet that's an unpleasant sensation. So uh, thank you for that. We don't have names. I apologize about that, folks. I was short on time. Uh, we also mispronounce HPV, which is... I know. Go ahead and say the real word. Uh, hu- human papilloma virus. Yeah. Right? Yep. And we said <laughs> pavlova virus. I know. And that was my fault. As we all know, pavlova is a dessert and a, a, was a famous ballet dancer. And uh, you and I are both into eating dessert and watching ballet, so we probably just At the same time, too. So that, yeah, I apologize about the mispronunciation. Uh, Josh, he said that there are alligators. He said it kind of in a flip way in Australia. Oh, no. Not true. It's crocodiles. Wow. Were we drunk during that No, one? we weren't, but the list goes on. I mispronounced salicylic acid. Uh-huh. I apologize about that. And that is the last correction, but we, we should mention a couple of uh, 
folks wrote in and talked about ways to get rid of warts that we did not know. Okay, let's hear them. And uh, duct tape was the most mm-hmm. uh, uh, well-regarded. I mean, a lot of people said, if you put duct tape on it and leave it for a little while, it will get rid of your wart. How long is a little while? Did you get an impression? No, I didn't. Until the wart goes away? Yeah, I would guess so. Okay. And uh, then Chris from uh, L.A., he calls it Lower Alabama, which mm-hmm. I always think is funny. Yeah. He said breast milk. And I really? haven't heard that one, so that is unverified, but that's what Chris says. Chris just may have a thing. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, thank you uh, for all those corrections. Do you want to get the Eau Claire thing out of the way now? Oh, go ahead. So, uh, not, it's not you, Claire, Wisconsin. It's yeah. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin uh, folks wrote in and said, no, no, no. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I guess we should say it's Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody who wrote in to correct us. Um, whether you were correct or not, uh, you know, if you mentioned Perth, that's okay. Right. The Aussies loved it, though. They love hearing podcasts about themselves. We got a lot of good feedback. Right on. We'll have to do that a little more often. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if you want to send us any uh, any words of encouragement, any words of derision, anything at all, you can shoot an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?